TimKudaVeteransCast.com. Haven't done one of these in a while, and we keep getting lots of likes on Facebook, which I find interesting because we haven't done a new podcast since the beginning of the pandemic. And I don't know. I mean, I guess things have just been kind of nuts. And, you know, you want people to listen to this. And and I need to remind myself why I started this Veterans Cast, this Veterans Podcast. I wanted to hear stories from veterans, but specifically, I wanted to get down on recording my stories as a veteran. So that way, maybe someday, if somebody wanted to listen to them, maybe when I was long gone, beyond, that they would be recorded. Because I'm not much of a writer and a blogger. And I think I mentioned this in the first Veterans Cast about how I was kind of uh, asked to do or should I, I should do a, a blog. And I'm not really much, like I said, of a writer. So this is I'm a broadcaster. So this is why... We're doing this, but I haven't done it in a long time. And all of a sudden, I keep getting all these likes on Facebook, and uh, Veterans Day has come and gone. And something interesting did happen right after Veterans Day. So I was trying to go through the chronological order of the Navy service and starting, you know, I finished up boot camp, but I know there's a couple stories from boot camp that I didn't get to, and I thought maybe I did, but you know, you try to go through your mind and remember everything and I do remember a lot, more so than CBK. It's funny, when we've talked to CBK, he barely remembers where he went to boot camp, let alone the stories from boot camp itself. For some reason, I seem to remember a lot of them. And I know I probably didn't go through all of them. So as I continue on, if something comes to my mind here in these veterans cast, the story from boot camp, maybe I'll go back to it. But I'm trying to do a chronological order, even though I don't think it's always going to work, because I'm going to jump way ahead in my Navy service because of what happened just this last week. Actually, it was two weeks ago now, right after Veterans Day. So when I was in the NAV, in the Navy, aboard the USS Abraham Lincoln, and that's how I got to know CBK, because him and I, we both volunteered our time, our off time, which was very little, by the way, at the Armed Forces Radio Television Service, Z94 FM KRUZ, the radio station on board the USS Abraham Lincoln. Uh, 7894, line directly to us. It's funny, I still remember that, that four numbers that you could call us to request or talk to us. And, and because that number is similar to a work extension that I have now, I always find myself screwing that up, but I digress. So we were together, and that's how CBK and I met, uh, doing the radio show. And there was a lot of radio personalities that we had. We had uh, Michelle Michaels, who I guess has gone beyond, according to CBK. We had this guy named Doc, who I ended up being roommates with, kind of, and basically screwed me, but more on that later. Um, you know, so we met these these guys. Gummy was another guy who uh, did the radio gig with us in uh, uh I guess the chief, I forget what the chief's name was, but he was classic rock. If it's not, if it's no, if it's not 10 years or older, it's not on his show. It'd be kind of funny to see what he would play now because uh, music that, you know, that 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 25 years ago is when we were on board the ship. So uh, uh, Jammin' JT, I think, was another guy. Chainsaw, which CBK says, I don't remember. Kevin Conley was on with CBK, so... All these radio people that we we were with together on Z94 FM, 
It was a lot of fun, and I'm sure we'll get way more into those stories later on. But what specifically happened a couple weeks ago? Well, when I, I was growing up, big fan of radio disc jockey personality in the Chicago area, Jonathan Brandmeier, Johnny B. In fact, Johnny B. was inducted into the National Radio Hall of Fame just a year or two ago um, because he has been in radio for for many, many years. He, he would uh, had his own band, would sell out concert arenas. He's been known to be kind of a goofball, but a fun goofball. And now he's doing a podcast from his basement because of the pandemic. And, you know, he does a live stream and, and whatnot. But I decided that I was going to send him a clip. Now, Jonathan Brandmeier, he actually, I emailed, well, I didn't email him. I snail mailed him. I sent him a letter way back when. And, and I also sent a letter to this guy named Kevin Matthews, who is a radio personality. Both him and Jonathan Brandmeier are on WLUP, The Loop, in Chicago, which is actually no longer, believe it or not. That was a big thing a couple of years ago. The Loop died, and they had been the rocking, uh, the rocking radio station in the Chicago area for many, many years. And so now they're a, a Christian rock station or whatever they are. So I sent this letter to WLUP, and I, I didn't have the address. Because remember, this is before the Internet was as, wide as used, uh, widely used as it is today. I was on a ship, so I had to kind of go by memory. And my memory was way off. So I remember, I just, but I sent this letter to what I thought the address was at the time. And I got the one to Kevin Matthews back, and it said, Return to Sender Address Unknown. So I was disappointed because I figured, well, then there's no way the Brammeyer one got through because it was the wrong address. Well, apparently the post office, they didn't know Kevin Matthews because he wasn't as big as Jonathan Brammeyer, but they did know Jonathan Brammeyer. So what they ended up doing is they sent it to the loop. Even though it was the incorrect address, they sent it to the correct place, which was great. But I didn't know this, obviously. So about two days later, I get a package in the mail from WLUP, and I look at it, and lo and behold, it is a reel-to-reel tape and a cassette tape of Jonathan Brandmeier doing a promo for me, which is what I asked. I email, or I sent him a letter and asked him if he could do a promo, or as they call it in the radio, an ID. The radio biz, he did an ID for me. So they did actually a whole eight-minute pit. It was kind of kind of interesting and kind of cool and was kind of fun. And people who I knew or went to school with and whatnot ended up actually hearing it, and I heard about this all later. So we got this in the mail, and I just lost my mind. CBK happened to be on the air in the radio station, and I went down to the radio station. He goes, you're not, I'm not, not going to believe what just came in the mail. We played it live, and it was, it was nuts that they did this whole eight-minute bit on, on the CUDA. So it was, it was pretty crazy. And... So we chopped it up. We used it on the station for the IDs and stuff like that. And, you know, and I still have I still have it to this day. And you'll still hear some some of those sounders from time to time here at uh, on the probably on the Veterans Cast or wherever on, on the other radio we were doing. We had our live radio station. We we had some of those sounders on as well. So it's uh, it was kind of cool to have. So I, I obviously I kept it. I kept a. I made a digital copy out of it as we got into the digital age, and so that was kind of cool. So I decided, since Jonathan Brandmeier was doing his podcast, 
one of the craziest things is that people will call in. You know, he's got thousands and thousands of fans from years and years of being on the radio. People would call in and say, and he's got a sidekick buzz who he's had with him on and off for those 30, 35 plus years, whatever. They call in and say, hey, Johnny and Buzz, you remember when you did this? Or you remember when you did that? And expect him to remember that. Oh, I called in in 1998. When you were on the, you know, in the afternoon gig, and uh, we talked about how uh, cool my my bike was, you know, or something like that, and, and expect the guy to remember. The guy's done thousands of bits, done thousands of hours on the radio. So I decided to send him the clip that he did for us because I wanted to remind him and say, hey, and I sent him a letter. And this time it was an email. I said to him, hey, you know, people are asking all this stuff, blah 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 blah. You expect you to remember it here. I'm going to give you something that I don't expect you to remember, but thank you. This is what you did for me. So I'm driving, and I'm actually in Florida now when I was listening to his podcast last week or a week or two ago now. And all of a sudden I hear, well, it was Veterans Day. And speaking of Veterans Day, I got this email from this guy. And lo and behold, there he is. He's now reading my email on his podcast, and he plays the clip that I sent in. So uh, this was this was the clip. I mean, we'll, maybe we'll play the clip from the Brandmeier for the Brandmeier podcast, which you'll, which they only played about four minutes of the eight minute bit that they did for us. So we'll play that now, and we'll see we'll see how that goes. We'll play it at the end of this, and you can hear exactly the bit that they did for us back in 1995, and then of course now just in 2020. They call it the shit show, excuse my language. Uh, they did that on their shit show. So it's pretty crazy to hear that, especially, you know, that you never know when, when you send an email to somebody like that if they're going to respond or not. And I was uh, I was very happy to hear that. So, so that was pretty cool because that was something, you know, we did in the NAV. That was a, a, one of those veteran stories out there that actually reached beyond the ship, the USS Abraham Lincoln. And so we have the radio stuff. But like I said, we're going to get way more into the radio. There's so many stories at the radio station. And I, and I would I would hate to not, you know, to go into them alone. I, I got to get CBK, you know, so we can reminisce and so you can hear the stories of, of the Cruise FM C94. Him and I have all, it's funny, when we start talking about the Cruise FM C94, we just keep going, and we've talked a lot about it, I think, in our podcast, other podcasts that we've done, but I'm trying to make it a little bit more specific in some of the stories instead of instead of hodgepodge. So you're going to hear more about Z94 as, as we move forward if I do a Veterans Cast. Again, like I said, it's been eight months since I've done my last Veterans Cast. So, you know, we were talking about boot camp, and boot camp came to an end, and there were other things in boot camp, like I said earlier, that I don't know if I mentioned, and... and I mean, I was in boot camp during uh, during the Fourth of July, and there were fireworks. And I was in boot camp when there was a tornado warning. And you know, I don't think I ever told that story. Which we were in the barracks, and the tornado sirens start going off. And they're like, "All right, everybody in the bathroom." So we head into the bathroom, and of course, you don't know what's going on. You just hear tornado sirens, and now you're in the head. We are in the bathroom or the head, as we called it in the nav. You were in the head. And we're just kind of sitting there waiting and waiting and waiting. And then, you know, the the 
company commanders or otherwise known as drill sergeants to the laymen, they start goofing around or messing around with people and start banging on walls. And, you know, I was just, I mean, it was a real tornado warning. It wasn't made up. There was weather in the area. And it was a crazy summer because I remember we had a few tornado warnings during my boot camp. One of them happened when we were in the mess hall, and they didn't even tell us because there was just nowhere for us to go. They just said, don't go outside. So we're just sitting there, you know, waiting, we're eating. Just don't go outside. Yeah, it was, a, it was a crazy cold summer, too. It was the summer of 1992 in Chicago area, Great Lakes. Now, you know, obviously being from the Chicago area, going to Great Lakes wasn't a big deal for me, as I mentioned before in, in some of the previous podcasts. But the it was the one of the coldest summers on record. Um, I remember we actually, I think it was like late June, we had to wear gloves and hat because it was like cold. And the guys from, from out of town, they're like, this is Chicago in June? I'm like, no, this is not Chicago in June. But I guess it is for this June. So, I, you know, it's just one of those things with boot camp. You just kind of get those little shots and memories. And, and I know, like I said, I've gone through a couple of those stories. But I, and I even know I talked about when boot camp had ended. When boot camp ended, walking to the front gate and then being done. Well... Here's the thing that happens, and, and, and this is another thing that you do. I don't even know if they do this anymore, but when you're done with boot camp or when you're on leave in, in a school status or whatever, the recruiting station would allow you to come back and work five days for them. And for working those five days, you were able to get five days of your leave back. So if you're off for two weeks, you get five of them back. Now, most of the time, this was just kind of a pencil whip thing where at least, I mean, I don't know. It could have been different in other parts of the country. But the recruiter would be like, all right, at least my recruiter said, this is what we're going to do. You're going to wear your uniform. You're going to walk around, and you're going to just go to your old high school. You're going to you know, go to the, to the grocery store. Just wear your uniform. And we'll call that recruiting because it really is recruiting. People are going to see you in your uniform. And they're going to ask you questions, and they're going to ask you, you know, what you're in the Navy, and and so based off of that, you are basically kind of recruiting in a roundabout way, and you are working for them. So great, that's what I did. I wore my uniform. I went to my high school that I graduated from. And I remember walking in the athletic director's office, and they're like, "Man, you look great. And you look like you really trimmed out." Now the funny thing in boot camp, I don't know if I mentioned this before. I ate more food in boot camp than I've ever ate in my life. Three meals a day, buffet style, just just chomping that food in. But in boot camp, your days started no later than 5.30 in the morning and went till 10 p.m. at night. Sometimes earlier, sometimes you get up at 4. So you're going all day. And I guess you're just burning the calories. I mean, from a physical standpoint, boot camp, the Navy boot camp, I didn't think was crazy bad. Like, some of the stuff you've seen for the Marines boot camp or even the Army boot camp, the Navy wasn't that bad. Now, we would get cycled, is what they would call it, if we did something that the company commanders didn't like. We'd, you know, they'd have us hold our, our uh, feet up in the air and burn our abs and do push-ups and hold the push-up and then run around in circles and make it rain in the barracks, which was to make it so hot that the perspiration and the uh, condensation would just start to trip off the walls. Yeah, these are things that they would do. 
uh, especially in the summer when it did get warm, they could do that humid as well. Holy crap. But um, so we did do exercise and we had to pass, pass physical tests, as I've mentioned before. But I didn't really believe like it was every day just getting hammered like I've seen in some of the other services. But still, I came back, you know, looking fit and trim, and everybody was like, wow, you know, you look great. And I'm like, I was eating every day. I was eating three meals a day, eggs and bacon, and then for lunch, hamburger, whatever, and then for dinner, you know, Salisbury steaks or whatever, chicken, whatever they have. So uh, mashed potatoes. So you'd have all that, and I was looking good. But I didn't realize, I think it was because of the walking. I think are the marching really and you didn't have cars so you had to march everywhere so I really believe the marching after every meal you know just walking or marching that really does a lot in regards to burning calories especially when you're younger and you can burn through calories pretty quickly plus just being active so so I'm like I said I'm walking around I said like wow you look great I talked to everybody what's going on so I got to get five days of leave back for just talking to people about the Navy, which coming out of boot camp, I could have been jaded, but I wasn't because what I was told is that, you know, we had, I think I mentioned this before, that we did have somebody try to commit suicide or at least try to get themselves medically disqualified in boot camp. They, they tried to overdose and, and they wouldn't wake up. Now, I was told that if you try to get out of the Navy while you're in boot camp, not going to happen because that's where they're, they're just they're not going to like they're not going to lease it back in the 90s and earlier i don't know how they do it now but they're just not going to let you out because they're that you know a lot of people will just crack under the pressure and really they're going to make you go through boot camp but after you get out of boot camp it was really easy to get out you can uh, just go on your two weeks of leave and go and at that time just go and smoke a joint or something and then, bam, you're going to be out of the Navy before you know it. And it wouldn't even really cost you that much. General discharge, maybe discharge other than honorable conditions. Some people didn't care about that. I mean, that's kind of a big deal in regards to if you're trying to get a job, a federal job. That's on your record. But a lot of guys didn't care about that. They wanted out of the Navy so bad, that's what they. That's their instant ticket out. Um, I, I didn't, obviously, that's not the best way to do things. But... So, the, but boot camp, you you weren't going to get out of, of boot camp. But I think that has changed. I watched a documentary on YouTube about boot camp, and here's the crazy thing: is that the barracks that I once stayed in back in the '90s were gone. And I mean, they were pretty old back then. I mean, they were extremely old, but they're gone. They have remodeled the entire Great Lakes boot camp, or you know, Great Lakes recruit training centers, what the official name is, they are what a recruit training command. They have redone the whole thing. And I mean, I looked at a satellite photo and it was almost kind of sad because I was like, all the areas that we used to go, I mean, are completely gone. They have redone boot camp. Now they've also redone the curriculum. And there's a little bit, I don't want to call it, I don't think it's more challenging, but there are more challenges. And I think you can fail out of boot camp now, where if you don't pass, and they'll give you remedial or whatever, you don't pass again, I think you can get you can get dropped. 
or at least push back. I mean, I know we, we did have that, like, with swim tests and physical tests and whatnot, you get pushed back. But I, but it's just interesting and, and to see how they've got, like, a whole ship mock-up there, and you spent two days on the mock-up ship. None of this was while we were, while we were in boot camp. I mean, and they changed the uniform, too. They got rid of the dungarees, which, if you watch an old World War II Navy movie you'll see the guys in the in the denim jeans and the kind of light denim shirts with the with the white sailor caps got rid of those i mean i still had a pair they were still wearing them when i was in, but they decided to kind of transition to all camouflage to like more of like a uh, like an urban or sea going camouflage and and regular caps you know like ball caps so they've kind of changed their uniform in that regard uh i i mean we were told when we were in the Navy that every single piece of your uniform had a had a purpose, had a useful purpose. And the reason why sailors would wear bell bottoms is so that way your pants could be removed easily, even if you had shoes or boots on, if you fell overboard or were in a ship that was sinking due to a, being hit by a warhead or something. And you would be able to use your pants as a flotation device. And you were taught, kind of, or you were, you were taught or given an example of how to do that, how to take your, your jeans, your dungarees, as they call them, tie knots in the edge or end of the, uh, of the pants leg, turn the other pants over, and then get air in it, and you can float on it for a significant period of time. And even the Navy hat, you know, the sailor hat. You, you could use that and float on that for like five minutes you know, before the air would come up. So like all these pieces had a, a useful purpose, and now it doesn't seem like they're being used anymore <laughs> because the Navy changed their uniform and, and changed their boot camp, obviously, like I said before. So it would, be, it would be cool to kind of go back to boot camp and just see how different it is. Now, I watched, like I said, this YouTube video but to actually experience it and the the crazy thing crazy thing is is that the young drill sergeants or company commanders now you you don't i'm not used to that they were they were older when when i was in and i go back and look at pictures i mean i joined when i was 18 so now that i'm like almost 50 years old these guys look like kids they're kids in there and they are you know to me it's just life goes by it really does so, I mean, I hope everybody had a great Veterans Day here, you know, from Veterans Cast. I had the opportunity, you know, this is what we're doing here. We're, you know, we're talking sea stories, as they like to call them, when you're, when you're swapping those stories and talking about the NAV or whatever service you're in. And I was in Las Vegas uh, just recently, and I was taking a lift back to the airport on Veterans Day, actually. And I was picked up, and... I was talking with the lift driver, and the lift driver was a Navy veteran. And you want to talk about a, a cool thing, being on Veterans Day, I'm a Navy veteran, he's a Navy veteran. So we just started talking about the Navy and about the, the stories. And this guy was a retired uh, Navy guy, and he's now driving a lift for his job because he's getting the pension for, from the Navy or from the government from retiring and how he, you know, where he'd been. And I had my little four years of sea stories, but it doesn't matter. When you find a fellow service person, especially the same service like the Navy, you just pick up, just start talking. And it, it, we all have our, 
we all have our stories. And in fact, there's another this other website called We Served, uh, which um, or, or Together We Served is what it's called. And we joined that. I joined that as well. I want to try to I was trying to get people to come on and talk their stories, their veteran stories. But I guess you know, ultimately, maybe people don't want to, or they're nervous, or or what. But uh, but yeah. So I think uh, that'll be it. You know, for our veterans cast today. Um, like I said, I was talking about the two weeks of leave after boot camp. But then the next thing is A school. And that's an interesting story. We'll get into that the next time. Maybe we'll get our friend CBK to join us as well. I might play that little clip from Jonathan Brambeier here at the end of this so you can hear exactly what was said from our experience on KRUZ Z94. So for VeteransCast.com, I'm Tim Kuda, and I'm going to call it a day. And I think I might be changing our theme. I don't know if our theme is too crazy or not, but we'll see. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Uh, this letter says that uh, my name is Tim Kiefer. I am currently deployed aboard the aircraft carrier USS Abraham Lincoln, which is on watch and on deployment in the Persian Gulf. Aboard the Lincoln, we have a small radio station, which is an affiliate of the Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. As I'm sure you know, we are a nonprofit, very small budget radio station. Well, I would know that because it wouldn't make any sense to have, you know, Selling commercial time to a bunch of Navy guys on a ship. No. I mean, where are they going? You know, there's not a lot of advertising you can do, right? Um, in fact, the entire station is run voluntarily. Yes, I would understand that also. I have a show under the name The Cuda on the cruise, KRUZ 94.1 FM Z94. I was wondering if it would be possible for you or your production staff to make me a promotion for my show. It could help my show and promote WLUP on board the ship. <laughs> Which is what we desperately need. <laughs> yeah. We are number one aboard the Persian Gulf Abe Lincoln. Yeah. Uh, any type of advertisement would be greatly appreciated. I know there are fans here of the show, and uh, we'd love to have you on the night. Uh, good to hear you all the way over here. Tim Kuda, the Kuda, on C. Conron, C. Conron 29, Unit 2547. He's somewhere in the Persian Gulf. <laughs> so if I send this, he'll get it in the Persian Gulf? Yeah. All right. So we have to give him an ID. Okay. Um. Hey, get uh, get Piranha Man on and have him act like an angry Persian. Somebody, uh, an Iraqi or something. His name is Kuda? Kuda. Yeah, it's Kuda. It's Kuda. So everybody be ready now. It's Kuda. Is, is, on... that, is that the same Not word in the, is, good. is in the uh, Lion King? Kuda. No, Akuda Matata? Yeah. Akuda Matata? Do oh, you want me to try to work same. in an ID like no, that? No, I thought it was the same word. It's no, Kuda. Oh. If you wouldn't trip kids, you might have some to take to a movie. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. Kuda. Kuda. Akuda. No, Akuda Matata. Don't get me thinking that. <laughs> Don't get me oh, thinking no, that. I just thought perhaps it worked. I haven't seen the movie. I'm not really familiar with the okay. odd names used. In do you want to be heard on the Abe Lincoln and the Persian Gulf? Or yeah, I'd you? love to be. All right. Those are big ships, you know. I know. I'd love to be in the Navy. My dad was in the Navy. Oh, yeah. He always shows me a scar. Hey, you see this scar? Yeah, I got this in the Navy. At a bar. <laughs> I swear to God, he got it in a bar. He would always tell us as we were kids, and I, I still don't believe him. All right, here we go. Um... 
Ladies and gentlemen of the USS Abraham Lincoln, you are listening to CUDA, K-R-U-Z, 94.1 FM, Z, 94. And now a special announcement. A hello from our friends in Chicago, Illinois. Here's Buzz Kilman. How you doing, guys and gals aboard the Abraham Lincoln? Here's Robin Baumgarten. Ditto. And here's an angry Iraqi. Hello. <laughs> Start yelling now, Prana. Yell. Yeah. Yell in Persian. <clears throat> Come on. Yeah, where you are? You're yelling at Navy guys now. Start yelling at them. To Iraqi? Right. I don't care about them. All right, I'll tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> we are. Right. We are. It's Cuda all day. While the ship's at play, Cuda rocks away. KRUZ 94.1 FM. Hey, Saddam, how'd you like a missile up your ass? Cuda delivers on the big Abe Lincoln, the rock of the ocean. Well, that has all the elements. Mm -hmm. Okay, it's just yeah, he's got to edit there. He's going to be doing some editing in the uh, ship. Um, okay, that will be one promo for Cuda, and get that ready to send out to the uh, ship. And then let's uh, give him that one. Uh, yeah, let's give him. Hold on a second. Are there gals <laughs> on that ship? Why did not say anything? Gals? Did they say anything about gals? What? Oh yeah, there's gotta be Come on, yeah. it's a navy ship. There's men and women of the armed forces. You know, women make up. Most of the armed forces now. Oh, excuse me. I, I made that up. <laughs> All right. Ladies and gentlemen, aboard the USS Abraham Lincoln, you're listening to WLUB Radio Chicago. This is Jonathan Brandmeier saying to each and every one of you, God bless you. God bless this country. We sleep tonight knowing you are listening to the CUDA on KRUZ 94.1 FM. And I know what each and every one of you want. Eat. What they want. And every other guy who came over here and spilt his guts and gave everything he had for our country to love us. As much as we love it. And as much as we love Kuda on the ocean. K-R-U-Z-F-M. God bless America. Kuda, 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 Kuda,
Kuda. Wir danken der nationalsozialistischen Bewegung für alle Zukunft, man sein wird. 9.4.1. Es war aber auch vielleicht noch nie so hellsehend und selten so ehrbewusst. Ich habe der heutige amerikanische Geschäftsführer. Hello? John? You're on with Kuda. I'm on the Persian Gulf right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, you were just playing the Marine hymn. For a Navy oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's oh, not gonna that work. Is... Deal? Come on, <laughs> that's a marine. Would, would it be? You think that would be offensive to those guys? <laughs> it could be. No, seriously, if they heard I, that, I'm not a marine, so I wouldn't know. But uh, or a navy guy. You don't think that would be more offensive or less offensive than Adolf Hitler talking there? <laughs> I think it would be more offensive. Yeah, all right, you're probably right. <laughs> all right, okay, I'll redo it. I'll 